You know, the Bible says, and we know this, that uh, it's impossible to please God without faith. Mm -hmm. And sometimes that faith muscle is just you're exercising it more (laughs) than other times. And I feel like that's just kind of been a that this whole year has been a little bit of that of that season for me. And and I'm okay with it. I'm okay with it. Um, I've talked about Ashley Morgan Jackson. I follow her on Instagram and she's just got really, really great stuff. And I was just scrolling through her Instagram page a couple of days ago. Just, you know, like all of us, you're just looking for encouragement. And she had posted something. This is all the way back to August. But, man, I thought this was another great um, a great post by her. And hmm. I just wanted to share it this morning. Okay. And she goes, walking by faith looks like dot, dot, dot. And I'm just going to go through a few of these. And we can take a break and come back and, and, and do the others. But the first thing she says is stepping out before you know how it will turn out. Mm-hmm. I think there's a lot of planners, you know, I'm not one of them, uh, but there's a lot of planners where we want to know. It's like, Lord, before I trust you, can you show me the end? Can yes. you show me how it's going to be? And I think sometimes you have to have the posture where you say, yes, Lord. Okay. What was the question? Right. You just have to have that posture. Right. You're in mm-hmm. now. Now, where are mm-hmm. we going? It's, I've got a son that's walking through this right now. Mm. And it's difficult because you you're you're a planner. You want to know how's this going to turn out. What's yeah. it going to look like? How can, where should I be a month from now? And I'm just saying, hey, this is going to be a day at a time right yeah. now. Yeah, that's sometimes that daily even, walk. Yeah, daily walk. Sometimes hourly walk. Yes, you know, if we're being honest. Uh, next thing, obeying God even when it doesn't make sense to others. And there's never. Uh, we're always going to have plenty of folks, well-meaning folks, people who love us, that are going to say, you know, maybe you should think about this, maybe you should think about that. But if you're, if you're, if your your faith is firm and you're like, Lord, I'm following you, you we just have to realize that we're sometimes going to be misunderstood. Yeah. So, and you have to get comfortable with that. Uh, trusting God's word over your feelings. Oh my Hello. goodness! Say it louder for the people in the back. <laughs> I mean. F- <laughs> Faith over feelings. I think the best way that I heard this described is that your feelings have a place at the table. They just can't be at the head of the table. I like that. So, all right, we'll do one more, then we'll take a break and come back. Forgiving them, meaning people who hurt you, uh, forgiving them even when they're they're not sorry. Mm. That's a tough one, too. Wow. It's a really tough one. But that's those are some examples of what walking by faith looks like. We'll post these at themorningcruise.com, but let's go to a couple songs and I'll right, come back right, and read the rest. Right before we do, yeah. just a word of clarification. Forgiving someone, even when they're not sorry, mm-hmm. doesn't mean that you're letting them off the hook. Right, <laughs> right. But it does mean that you're saying, I'm not going to hold you. I'm, I'm not going to let this eat me alive. Exactly. Right. Which yeah. is what you do. It's not hurting the other person yeah. for you to hold on to that anger that and bitterness. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Uh, my uh, we've we've described it in our house as swallowing poison and waiting for the other person, person. to die. Yeah, exactly. 
talking this morning about walk what it what it looks like to walk by faith. And you know, the Bible says that it's impossible to please God without faith. And uh, I probably should have pulled up the scripture in Hebrew, but faith is the substance of things hoped for. Keep going. Help me out. The, the, evidence. Sub- the evidence of things unseen. Not seen, yeah. yes. Hebrews 11, yes. 1. Yes. And yes. you're yes. quoting yes. from Hebrews 11, 6. Without faith, uh-huh. it's impossible Possible. to please God. Yeah. So it's all right there right. In, in Hebrews. And 2 Corinthians 5, 7 says, yeah. we walk by faith, not, not by, by sight. sight. Yes, yes, yes. Um, we went through several. You can those are all they'll all be listed at the uh, at the morningcruise.com, but I want to pick it back up. Walking by faith looks like believing every season has significant purpose. Mm. And wow. that's hard. And I think if we can if we can uh, um, develop the posture of Lord, teach me what you want me to know in this season. I'm literally pulling up a chair. I'm gonna sit down. And I'm going to learn what, don't let this be a wasted season. And I think even back during COVID 2020, I think one of the biggest lessons I learned is, you know, it felt like we were in a, life was on pause. It felt like we were in a waiting season or a a recalibrating season. And those, those waiting seasons are not wasted seasons. There's definitely something to be learned in those seasons. So just believing that it has a significant purpose, even if we can't see with our human eyes, what that is. Uh, Two more praying like you believe God can and wants to. Oh my goodness. This one speaks to me because if I'm being honest and vulnerable, I know God can, there's not a fiber in my being that doesn't believe God can do anything he wants to do. I do think I struggle sometimes with if he wants to, God, do you want to? Are mm-hmm. you gonna? Mm-hmm. Um, so praying like you believe God can and wants to. Yes, that's a tough one. It is tough. One of the things Jesus taught us to pray was, you know, Your kingdom come, um, Your will, will be, be done, done on earth mm-hmm. as it is in heaven. And so many times in the Gospels, He encounters people with that same doubt, and He says, "I'm willing." Yeah, mm-hmm. I'm willing. And then sometimes we take that as if Jesus is rubber stamping all our Everything plans that and we desires, want. Yeah. and that's yeah. not what it's yes. saying there. Yeah. I think sometimes, too, there's a third, you know, it's not sometimes do you want to, sometimes it is it's what, is this what's best for is me? Is this what's yeah. best, yeah. yeah. You know, because I think there are times when Jesus was in the garden crying out, Lord, if there's any other, other way, way. Mm-hmm. let this cup pass for me, I think God's answer would have been, yeah, I want to. I mm-hmm. want to take this burden away from you mm. that is not, what's best. There is no other way. Mm. Mm. That's a, that's a hard one. And then last one, choosing to be defined by who healed you over who hurt you. Man, is that a good one or what? Yeah. That's all about our identity in Christ. Choosing to be defined by who healed you over who or what hurt you. And I think Beth Moore did a study years ago where she was talking about our wounding, and we have to bring our wounding to the Lord. And she was actually talking about one of her sweet dogs that she loved. I forgot what the dog's name was. I Oh, this is like right there on the tip of my tongue. But she was basically talking about her little paws. It might have been Queen Esther. I think one of her dogs, she named Queen Esther. Doesn't that sound like Beth Moore? Yeah, it does. But she kind of like held up her little paws whenever she'd hurt herself. Like they'd go out for a walk and they'd, you know, she'd step on little, you know, Spurs or whatever. What are mm-hmm. those little prickly things? Those, Sand spurs. Yeah, spurs, those yeah. kind of things. And she just kind of hold them up and look and say, Mom, 
mom, it hurts. <laughs> and I just remember her saying, yes, we have to hold our little paws up to the Lord and mm -hmm. say, Lord, that hurt. They hurt me. Mm -hmm. um, but we also have to keep our paws out and allow him to bandage those wounds mm. and to... You know, to not let them define yeah, us. Totally. Yeah. Love well, that. this is a great list. It's such a great list. Walking by faith looks like dot dot dot. And we went through, you know, the whole list there. We'll post it at themorningcruise.com. We have talked about uh the benefits of lemon water or fruit infused water this week. Yes, Dave, you brought that content to us as I recall. I did. We mm -hmm. have talked about using old coffee grounds. Mm -hmm. In concrete to make mm -hmm. it stronger. Mm -hmm. Yes. I have here another story on coffee <laughs> and the benefits of it. Mm -hmm. Carmen, I think you did who, the— Who the, are you? Wait. I think but you it did is the, coffee, so this one is, is, right. this one is not as far-fetched. He did the lemon water health benefits uh -huh. just so he'd get away with two or three coffee breaks uh, probably yeah, to balance maybe. it out. Here's the thing. Uh -huh. This is both a benefits of but also a buyer beware. Okay. In other words— <laughs> okay. Read the fine print. Okay. Okay. Here's the headline. Study. Drinking coffee can help you lose weight. Hmm. Okay. Pour me a cup. Exactly, right? Or three or four. Mm -hmm. So let's read the fine print. <laughs> this was published by the American Journal of Clinical Nutrition. And what they found is that people who drink a second cup of coffee every day lost an average of... 0.26 pounds <laughs> over, over a four-year period. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Like I said, read the fine print. Yeah. You lose a quarter of a pound in four years. I mean, I mean, you could have got a haircut. <laughs> Sorry, okay. did I say that out loud? Sorry. 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 Sometimes it slips out. Hey, if you drink coffee, it might help you do that. Well, you know, <laughs> it does for it. me. But that's the thing. It's like, this is, that's what I want to look at that study and go, that's just ridiculous <laughs> to, to suggest the benefit of drinking coffee, a second cup of coffee. Mm -hmm. Drink a second cup of coffee every All day. Right. You could lose Ooh. weight. Mm -hmm. Now and we're I'm, talking about, you know, the equivalent of. Uh, yeah, uh -huh. a, a trip yeah, to the that. bathroom every four years, <laughs> and, and, and I'm sure that they can prove it was the coffee and nothing else in these people's lifestyles. Exactly, that, that but now they the do loss. they do add a, a sort of a, a parenthetical to this. If you add even just one teaspoon of sugar, yep, to that coffee, mm -hmm. that's it off. cancels the slimming properties mm -hmm. of the coffee. Why even po why even publish that? Why even post I, it? So people like because, us will talk about it. On, on because the headline forums. looks yeah. great. Yes, that's <laughs> yes, right. right. Yeah. So you know, on the one hand, you could lose a quarter of a pound mm -hmm. in four years. Yeah. Just by adding a second cup of black coffee, but mm -hmm. if you add sugar, forget about you it. You could actually gain mm -hmm. a fifth of a pound Ooh. in the same time period, right. or eat cheese. Yeah, I mean a fifth of a pound. <laughs> I gain more than that mm -hmm. at a at a Mexican buffet. Yes, I mean that's just, exactly, exactly. I've gained more than that this morning sitting here. <laughs> so on the one hand, it's a great headline for a story. Mm -hmm. On the other hand, this is the most ridiculous yeah. study that I think I've ever seen mm -hmm. in my life. It's up there. Hang on, I need to lose some weight. <laughs> Drink mm -hmm. that second cup mm -hmm. of coffee, babe. So you just lost an ounce. That's right. There well, we go. Yeah. you know, in the next four years, you'll be a quarter pound lighter. <laughs> Maybe. 
Uh, you guys were talking about coffee and health benefits, but I, I, yeah, Carmen was asking me about this story. She saw it sitting over here about uh, a beanless coffee. That's not even a That's thing. That's not coffee. That's right. Well, we've had people try to get us to try alternatives. We're just, we're, we're not a good audience for that. If you yeah. have yeah. coffee made out of mushrooms or cocoa or whatever, it's not coffee. We love you. Mm-hmm. I'm sure it's good. And we're not going to try it. So, <laughs> yeah, so I sound like Dave just then. Yeah, you well, did. I mean, you totally did. There are certain things I'm just not going to go to. You're not going to try this either. Anything with the word substitute at, at, uh, behind it is probably not going to be my cup of tea or substitute for tea. How do you feel about beanless coffee? There's no such it's not thing. Coffee. It's I not just coffee. Said, you no. can't have coffee without coffee beans. I mean, they've done all kinds of amazing things with, with our technology the last you know few mm-hmm. decades. They've created meatless meat. That's not meat. It's not meat. They've created meat made from beetle larva. No. Lab-grown protein. I will just say, I would be more inclined to try lab-grown beef than I would beanless coffee. This is from Superfoods and Upcycled Ingredients, Dave. Upcycled? Bound to give you that morning boost that you're looking for. I don't even know what upcycled ingredients are. Maybe they start with... It's a fancy name with recycling, basically. Listen, it's for a good cause. It's the Adamo Coffee Company in Seattle. Mm. They're they're trying to help with deforestation, which is happening with some overproduction because coffee is so widely popular right now. I understand that. I respect it. But maybe we ought to just do something else because those who are coffee purists... I'm just not sure that no. coffee made of superfoods and upcycled ingredients. Wait, is gonna... am I hearing you correctly? I'm back mm-hmm. on the forest thing. So, mm-hmm. are they saying they've got too many coffee plants? They're they're, because... they're taking some areas of forest land that's rich soil, okay. removing the trees and doing planting coffee plants. Mm-hmm. So, right. I mean, that's that's yeah. sad. That, yeah, that, yes, I guess that about the trees. But then again, that's different than tearing down the trees and putting up a parking lot. I mean, you're replacing plants yeah. whose primary benefit to the earth is that they breathe in carbon dioxide and breathe out oxygen. Yeah. They're filters for the earth. And you're replacing those trees with plants that breathe in carbon dioxide and breathe out oxygen. I mean, I think there's... And give us coffee. I think there's certain f- other factors involved, but I can tell yeah. you I I won't be breathing as much oxygen without my morning <laughs> That's coffee. True. My brain went a whole different direction with that particular part of it though is because I feel like the last several years and maybe it's just me but I feel like I've seen stories come through that have said there's going to be a coffee bean like shortage supply and obviously this has been in other countries but you just see it where the price of chocolate's about to go up x Mm -hmm. amount of dollars Mm -hmm. and the price of coffee is going to go up because there's shortage of cocoa beans and coffee beans so that's what got my attention right right so maybe there's not going to be a shortage of coffee who knows knows? I just we're not drinking coffee Fake coffee. Coffee beanless coffee. Yeah. <laughs> we have one of our very favorite people in studio with us today. Say hi, Gregory. Hey, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Oh, wait. Hold on. Abby's FaceTiming us back. Hold on. Okay. <laughs> Sorry. Hold on. My hair is gone. Hold we'll on, we'll hold be on. right back. We'll be right back. After we talk to Abby. Abby. Okay, we got a minute while Abby runs through Starbucks, apparently, to, uh, to talk to Gregory here on the show. Oh, that my was goodness. Hilarious. If you've been listening to The Morning Cruise any time at all, you have heard about our sweet friend, Gregory. And just to, you know, to kind of bring everyone in, uh, you know, Gregory has Down syndrome. And we met Gregory, goodness, Barb, Barb, his mom's here. It was during the summer cruise. 
Eight. I think it was 2008. Yeah, they Matthew West. Matthew West Summer Cruise, <laughs> and it was in the Port Ritchie area. And Gregory has just become a dear friend, and we always tell these jokes. But, Gregory, what do you call me? What do you call me? A Gucci Mama. <laughs> a Gucci Mama. Well, now that is true. That That is true now. Okay, well, you did call me that one time, yes. And let me explain what was happening. We were actually in Brooksville. <laughs> Barb is laid out in the floor. <laughs> She's laid out in the floor, Gregory. I've been getting hyper and too much coffee. Do what? Say that again? Too much coffee. Too much yes. coffee? Okay, so we were in Brooksville at a coffee shop, and I had on a skort. So keep in mind, it was a, a mini skirt with like, it's like shorts, but it yeah, looks right. like a yeah. skirt. Yeah. I am up and, you know, I mean, it is a coffee, it's a, it's a, it's a coffee house full of people. There yeah. were probably a couple hundred, two, three hundred people there. It's quiet. I think we're getting ready to introduce our artist of the time, Dara McLean. Was it for King Country? Okay. Oh, that okay. place was bad. I think it was Dara. 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 King Country. Okay. Well, it was one Welcome. of them. Okay. And so all of a sudden, it is quiet. I'm getting ready to introduce the artist, and all of a sudden you hear Gregory go, Carmen! Hoochie Mama! <laughs> I'm like, okay, Gregory. <laughs> it was hilarious. We have not, I've yeah, not lived was. that down. You were very funny that day. Yeah, I was. What's the, what's the, <laughs> yeah, I was. What's the other thing that you call me? I um, thought, he's my girlfriend. Yeah, yeah, see, I thought you were going to say something sweet like that. And you've always said that I'm your girlfriend, but it's okay because who knows? Who knows? Pete, you Pete. always know. Yeah, I always know, but Pete knows. It's okay because Pete knows. Yeah, Pete on me at Bay Church. <laughs> <laughs> so what he just said, Pete, my husband, did mm-hmm. we not? Did he not ever buy you a Ray shirt? He never did. <gasps> the one he oh. bought was too small. Yeah, yeah. put Barb on the yeah, mic yeah, so you're they right. can hear. So he bought one, and what happened? The one he bought was too small for Greg, oh, and he okay. promised to get him another one, <gasps> and it never happened. Okay, well, you're calling him out in front of everybody. God and everybody. Yes, God and everybody. So we're going to- APA, you gave me a call of a Joy FM. <laughs> give me a call at the Joy <laughs> FM. That's hilarious. Um, Greg, I promise you we're going to get you a raised shirt, okay? Okay. All right, we're going to go. We're going to actually be at the Matthew West Christmas show together, and so I will make sure he has that raised shirt for you. At that show, okay? Oh, that's perfect. Okay, you have my word. Nine million dollars. <clears throat> and a million dollars. And a million dollars? Okay, I thought you were. I thought you said, and your daughters. No. <laughs> what would he do with that? He just I'm, needs a million bucks. Oh, my goodness. You're hilarious. Okay, we're going to come back, and then we're going to talk about a couple, couple other things. All right, we're talking with our friend Gregory this morning. It's been so fun to have you in, Gregory. Yeah, thank you. Well, you're you're so welcome. I'm happy to have you. So one of the things that you were wanting to talk about that we've been talking about off air that you want everyone to know is you just recently had surgery, right? Right. So how are you doing? I'm getting better. You're getting better? Yeah. And, you know, we prayed for you on the air when we when your mom texted yeah. me that morning to let me know. What song what song meant so much to you when you were yeah. having surgery? That's on from Ann Wilson. Ann Wilson, what? Which one? My Jesus. And oh, what? Yeah. What made that song so special to you? Because it changed my life. He changed your life. Yeah. Mm, Gregory, that's so sweet. Yes. Jesus was with you in that operating room, wasn't he? Yeah, he was. Did you feel him? 
I could feel it. You could feel it? Yeah. Oh. Well, before we let you go, is there... Can I ask you one more question? Is there one more thing I can ask you? Yeah, you can ask me. I can ask Anything you. about sports. Anything about sports? <laughs> okay. That's not what Nothing I was matter. <laughs> I can ask you anything as long as it's about sports. Okay, well, I'll ask you about sports in one second, but can you tell me what your favorite thing is about your mom? Um, she doesn't go like her. She got like her, her own way, like a grandma or something. She's like a grandma or something? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your favorite thing about your mom? Does um, she love you very much? Yeah, she loves me. She is. She takes really good care of you, doesn't yeah, she? She yeah. did. Yeah. And then what about your dad? What's your favorite thing about your dad? My daddy is an annoying father sometimes. He's a he's an annoying father? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My goodness. I was really yeah. trying to have a tender moment here yeah. and we're just this is not going that way. You should have cut your losses after the night, Jesus. I know, I should have. I should have. All of us fathers can be annoying from time to time. <laughs> okay, let's clearly let's wait, 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 wait. What's your favorite thing about yourself? Uh, just being on my number self. Just being yourself? Yeah. Yeah, you're That's a little good. rock star, aren't and you? Yeah, I really might be artist. Matthew West, Josh Wilson, and Brandon Heath. Yeah, your favorite artists are Josh Wilson, Matthew West, and Brandon, Brandon Heath. Perfect. Okay. Call in, guys. Call in. Okay. <laughs> Do you know the number? Do you want to give them the number? I don't know what number Say it is. Say 800-456-8910. Okay. Bingo. <laughs> Bingo. <laughs> Okay. For you. okay, last question. And clearly we're going to end on what you want to end on. Okay, so what sports team do you want to talk about? USF. You want to talk about USF? Yeah, because this girl is an Alabama fan. I am an Alabama And she fan. beat the Bulls. Mm-hmm. You did beat USF. Mm-hmm. I sure did. Mm-hmm. I sure did. But uh, that wasn't our best showing. I and Buccaneer doing good this year. We are three and one. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. How do you feel about Baker? Baker Mayfield. Oh, Baker is terrific. He is terrific. Yeah. Yeah. Bonnie Brady's gone. Yeah. I was sad that Brady was gone, but I think you know, I think Baker's. I think he may be our guy. I mean, he will. Yeah, I think yeah. so too. All right. Is there anything else you'd like to say before we're done? And Wilson, I can't wait to see you sometime. <laughs> All right. You're next gonna... week. All right. And George may be with. And Benny Eat. Love you guys. Okay. We'll make sure they get that message. We love you, Gregory. Love you. Okay. I love all you guys. Yeah, Bill and Carmen. Oh, thanks, Gregory. So sweet. Our friend Gregory. Our very honest friend. Yes. Gregory. Mm -hmm. No filters. No filter, Gregory. That's why we connected (laughs) years ago. Can I tell another funny story about Gregory? Gregory, I don't know if you remember this. Jim, you'll definitely remember this. This was years ago. We were doing T-shirts for turkeys, and Gregory would come and help me with T-shirts. And I'll never forget. I'll never forget that people would be walking up to the table. Gregory would be the behind the table with the T-shirts, and he would be yelling out to them what size they were. <laughs> so right. they would come walking up, and he'd say, "You need an extra large." And I would say, Gregory, no, 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 no. Let's let them let them tell you. Let them tell you what size. I have laughed well, about that for years. Well, we're right back years. around to honest. Yes, very Gregory. honest. So Gregory is in with us this morning, and Barb was just telling me off the air that this is Down Syndrome Awareness Month. I had no idea, so this works out perfectly. So Gregory, I want to talk to you about a couple different things. Okay. So uh, you used to have a job. Where yeah. did you used to work? I used to work at Sun Toyota. Sun Toyota. 
And what did you do there? Yeah, I'm a custodian worker. You, you were a custodian. You worked a couple days a week, right? Right. And you loved that job? Yes. What was what was some of your favorite things about that job? My favorite job, I got to clean all the floors or tables. Yeah, you cleaned the floors and the tables. Yeah. Straightened up. Yes. Oh, that's so sweet. Well, you've yeah. recently, you and your mom and dad. I owe you a car, Carmen. You owe me a car? Okay, well, go, go give me one. I'll take it. Okay. So you and your mom and dad, y'all recently moved about an hour away from where you used to li- live. Yeah. So you, so you had to leave that job. Why? Did it make you sad? No, really. I'm okay with it. He's <laughs> <laughs> all right with it. You told me. You're like a pig. Okay. Well, you told me earlier that you were a little sad that you had to leave the job. You, so you're not sad anymore? You got over it? In the no, last... I've been mean, snoring like Steve Urkel. <laughs> what about Steve Urkel? You snore like one. I snore like Steve Urkel? Yes. Okay, well, Gregory, I was trying to help you find another job. Yeah. Do you want a job? Yes. And what would you like to do? I'm going to work with a UFM. You want to work? You also... When you asked, right? Yeah, that's my job. And look... He's got the Jordan Feliz shirt on he today. Does, you does. dress for the job you want, right? That's right. That's right. Well, here's the thing is the, the station's moving. And remember when I FaceTimed you several months ago and I said yeah. we were going to be neighbors? Yeah. And we are going to be neighbors. The station's going to be near where oh, you live yeah, now. Oh, yeah, baby. Oh, yeah, baby. <laughs> <laughs> so I didn't know if maybe there was a dealership near where you live in the Brandon area that might be looking for a custodian a couple days right. a week right. until we move. Would you be interested in that if there was someone listening and wanted to employ you? Light, Light custodial work? work. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I want to be a UFM radio station. Okay, well, he's still back on the Joy <laughs> FM. <laughs> but so, in the meantime, in if, the meantime. If, if you are in the area... And you have that light custodial work job. You can text us at 800-456-8910. I will say this. Actually, let your mom come up to the, come mom. Up to the mic really fast. <clears throat> Here, back up just a little bit, Gregory. Um, so, Barb, talk to us about Greg and his strengths because he is the most outgoing, delightful, hysterical, truthful, honest. <laughs> I got my hand on your shoulder. Is that okay? <laughs> if you were touching me. <laughs> no so touchy. Talk, talk to us about Gregory. Uh, Greg is very social. Yeah. He's pretty high functioning. Yeah. Um, <laughs> he loves people and mm. he did love his job at Sun Toyota and yeah. he's talked about wanting to be at another dealership. Yeah. Um, but you know, he just couple, two days a week, three to four hours a day mm-hmm. and just, you know, wipe down tables, straighten up chairs and yeah. he you know, he loves talking to the people in the dealership, mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. We actually had one of the um, – couple of the workers when he was at Sun Toyota that would – they would, like, protect him. Mm-hmm. And if somebody came over to start talking to him, they would go right over and Just say, like, sure, how do, yeah. Yeah, how do yeah. you know him? Oh, yeah. we go to church with him, Aww. you know, type of that's thing. That's so sweet. So, but, but that's – you know, he, he loves working with the people there. Mm-hmm. He loves talking to people. He He's just – Hmm. Uh, while we have you on the microphone, yeah. I want to ask you a specific question about Down syndrome. Yeah. So uh, let's go to a couple songs. Yeah. We'll come back. And since it's Down Syndrome Awareness Month, I want to just it. get something from yeah. you about that. We are so privileged to have the Conrad family here yes. with us, Barb and Jim and Gregory. So uh, we'll we'll get back to you, Gregory, in just a minute. Sit tight. But I want to talk to Barb for just a second because it's Down Syndrome Awareness Month. And, and Barb, you when we were kids, I think that 
folks who had Down syndrome were very misunderstood. And I think so much has happened in the last, probably within Gregory's lifetime. You're what? Are you 35 now, Gregory? He's going to be almost 34. Okay, 34. <laughs> and Don't age him prematurely. <laughs> <laughs> so, so much has been uh, has been. There's been so much. It feels like progress made, and we're starting. We 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 know businesses that are run by people with Down syndrome. Um, there are many businesses that employ folks with Down syndrome. And this is a super positive thing. What's changed for you in the in Gregory's lifetime that's been positive? Um, inclusion. Mm. Uh, there, there's a lot more inclusion than there used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's so much. I mean, I, I'm probably now not even up to date with a lot of things that have happened in the 34 years that Greg's mm-hmm. been here. Mm-hmm. You know, medically wise or. Um, it, early intervention wise, you know, those kinds of things, schooling. Mm -hmm. Um, But there is so, you know, they're, they're treated so much more um, like, for a lack of better words, regular people. Yes. Yes. You know, Mm -hmm. Um, because I can remember when he was born Mm -hmm. and we did not know before he was born. Mm, And, to me, at that time, it was almost like a death sentence. Yeah. It was like, oh, my gosh, you know, how am I going to handle this? And it took me months mm-hmm. to accept it. Mm-hmm. And now there's nothing I would change. Sure. And he's just such a joy. I mm-hmm. mean, there are the challenges, too. Sure. But And I see other people who have children or babies with mm-hmm. Down syndrome, and it's, it's looked at so differently now yeah. than it was even 35 years yeah. ago. And I think that was going to be my question to you because <clears throat> there's a couple of folks that I know, not not uh, personally, but are in our sphere. And one of them is one of our Christian artists who just gave birth to a baby with Down syndrome. Um, and so I guess that's probably one of the questions that I was that I wanted to ask you is if if a new mom is listening and they just gave birth and their their child has Down syndrome, what encouragement would you give to them? Because I think about Gene Stallings. He was the coach for Alabama years right. ago. He had a son with Down syndrome. And he, I mean, he literally is saying exactly what you're saying. He cannot, his son completed their family. There was such a joy. He said, if I could go back and rewrite it, I wouldn't. I wouldn't. So what would you say to those new parents? Um, I would tell them just to love their child and to Give their child the best that they could and help them the best that they can and just uh, keep them as normal as possible. Mm -hmm. And yes, you're going to have challenges um, throughout their life, either medically or schooling or, you know, those kinds of situations. But the joy and the love Mm. and the caring that they give. And the purity. And, and the, mm-hmm. Just the simple, purity, yes. Pure, yes. Yes. I'm just like, he is the most simple, loving, caring mm-hmm. um, person that when you look back on it, it's like, why did I feel the way I felt yeah. when he was born? Mm-hmm. Because, again, I would not change right. anything. Mm-hmm. Um, I love that. You know, I mean, yeah, th- it's hard because, you know, here's this 34-year-old. And sometimes you just have to stop and think, like, where is he mm-hmm. age-wise, mentally, mm-hmm. in different situations? Sure. And a lot of times it's like 5 to 10. Mm-hmm. So you have to stop and think about, 
you know, I mean, there are sometimes when he's 34, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. sometimes he's 18, mm-hmm. you know, but you just have to stop and think about what he's saying and where he's coming from mm-hmm. as to like where he's at, you know. Yeah. Um, but yeah, mm-hmm. the, the, the joy and the love and the care and the, it, it, I tell people that I believe people with Down syndrome was what we were all supposed to be like mm-hmm. before. Mm-hmm. Adam and Eve's sin. Mm. What more would God want for his people mm-hmm. than to be simple and loving and caring and not tainted we, and not we try yeah. to fit them into our world. Right. And and I said, and God places them here every so often mm-hmm. just to remind people that this is yeah. what you're supposed to be mm. like. Mm. That's beautiful. The Chosen is the largest crowdfunded television project in history. And it's about midway through the project run, meaning I think they're going to have seven seasons and they're in, you know, they're doing season four right now, working on it. They've got all the source material written. Yes. That's good. So Carly Boyette, our entertainment contributor, wanted to bring you the inside scoop on the series from creator, producer, writer, director, Dallas Jenkins. Do not be anxious about your life. Whatever you wish that others would do to you, do also to them. For this is the law and the prophets. Hey, Joy FM friends, Carly Boyette again here on the set of The Chosen. Who else is a big fan of the show like myself? I'm so excited to be here. And here's the deal. They're currently filming season four. It's going to be seven seasons. So this means right now is the perfect time to do a mid-series check-in. Dallas, so excited uh, to be here with you again. I was Again, yes, you were here for season three. I'm sure you hear this all the time of how The Chosen, it just puts everything in context. And that's the word that keeps coming to mind for me and kind of being here again on how this show, it's almost like I think of it like Wizard of Oz, like when everything gets brought to color. I just kind of want to get your thought on, you know, maybe even your encouragement for others that haven't watched the show yet on how important context is in understanding Jesus and the disciples and everything. Yeah. We the, the analogy of the Wizard of Oz is great, the idea of going from black and white to color. Um, obviously, the Bible uh, is is already alive. It, it's not being brought to life more. We're being brought to life more, hopefully, by the, by the show sometimes. But here's something that's really important. Anyone who's said, we hear this all the time, of course, you you shouldn't do a show that has anything outside of Scripture in it. It should only stick to the Scripture. Here's why I think that's a ludicrous thing to say, because nobody only reads scripture and understands all of it unless they've had some sort of context. And it comes in the form of a sermon. When a pastor gets up, he just doesn't literally read the scripture and then sit back down. Uh, There's history books. There's uh, you go online. I, I guarantee you any Bible reader who's who's taking it seriously has gone online and said, what does this mean? What was this referring to? Any good study Bible has the context in which it was written. A lot of books, if we read them, we wouldn't know who wrote them if we didn't have some context, if we didn't look elsewhere for some of these answers. If we didn't understand how the Pharisees and Sadducees worked, how the Sanhedrin worked, the history of Jerusalem, the history of the Roman oppression, if we didn't understand any of that, obviously there are still some key elements of Scripture that would still bring us to life, the core elements of the gospel. But the stories 
some of the teachings of Jesus would not make sense to us if we did not have some sort of context. The show is doing that just in a focused way and through the medium of television. Our job is, in, our, in, 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 in my estimation, is to take these historical figures, uh, one of whom happens to be the savior of the universe, down from stained glass windows, down from statues and from paintings, and breathe some life into the portrayal, not breathe some life into Jesus himself, but breathe life into the portrayal so that people can go, oh, that's what it may have looked like. That's what it may have sounded like. That's the context into which these stories live. We were just uh, airing a little something with Carly Boyette, our yes. media contributor. I wanted to mention, you can see that whole video at themorningcruise.com. We have links there for you now, and she has several of the cast members from The Chosen on that interview. I was just looking through my um, Chosen app, which is now as part of Angel TV. Mm. Yep. And I'm, I'm having trouble finding what I saw. I saw yesterday, this sounds like a joke, it's not, but a priest, a rabbi, and an evangelical <laughs> minister sit down at a table. <laughs> right, right. Mm. Uh, that's actually the lineup. Uh, mm-hmm. With Dallas Jenkins, the four of them sit down at a table, mm. and they basically they're he's they're they're some of the ministerial advisors that they use on the show, and what they called it is it's it's a fact check. They're yeah. sitting the three, the minister, the rabbi, and the evangelical or the Catholic priest, yep. are fact checking the chosen yes. basically. Yeah, I actually watched this, Dave. You might have expected that, but when it first came out. <laughs> I watched the. I think I watched the whole. The whole. I, I was thing. looking for it because it's mm-hmm. interesting to me. Yeah, uh, especially to see that particular lineup looking through and giving their opinion on, you know, how not only just how how much are you leaning on the Bible as source, right? But some of the extra biblical fictional accounts that they weave in to fill out the story. How much of that would be historically accurate or biblically accurate? Yeah. It's kind of like what you would do if you were a pastor and you were reading commentaries and sources about the culture and the times and the the culture and things like that. You'd have that kind of source material. Well, Dallas just has that kind of source material sitting at the table with right. him. And I forget who the guys are, but they're all very capable, uh, and they all really shed light on the world of the Gospels. Right. It's like this would have been the way that fishing boats operated. This would have been the journey from Galilee to Jerusalem. This would have been what it would have been like to go through Samaria. Right. You know, all the things we read about in the Gospels, and that would be—that's kind of what I got out of that I just saw a little clip of it, enough to make me want to watch. Like, at one point, the Catholic priest is talking about how some people may view— the presentation of Mary in The Chosen. Right, mm-hmm. right. You know, good, bad, and ugly. Mm-hmm. And then one talking about, uh, in this this last season, Peter goes through some kind of dark periods. He goes through a an almost angry point where he's, he's just, he's irritated with the other disciples who are hanging out at his house, and he can't just spend some time alone with his wife because right. they're all hanging out with him. And, you know, he ends up helping to fix a well, and during that, he's just processing all these feelings about oh yeah this new reality that has become his life. Carly's got some great stuff on that interview, including she, she yeah. talks to Gaius, the guy that plays the Roman guard mm-hmm. who guards initially yeah. Matthew, and that's and now it's Gaius and and Peter, Peter. 
doing the well Their together. relationship, yeah. So, and he says, I don't know where my character's going. He goes, mm-hmm. and he's been a friend of Dallas's for a long time, but mm-hmm. he says, I don't know what's going to happen with season four. Right. Season four is going to debut in January in mm-hmm. theaters. Mm-hmm. And yeah. he's, I think they're planning to do theater debuts for the rest of the season. I have some speculation about Gaius and where his character is headed. And I would not be surprised if we see Gaius um, eventually becoming... Well, perhaps uh, the Roman centurion who requests healing for his daughter. Uh-huh. Uh, it wouldn't surprise me if he didn't turn up in season seven at the crucifixion. That could be the case, Dave. You're a, you're a dramatic uh, a script writer, and you you think that way in story form. So right. I mean, there you are probably some, are onto something. There are some points in the New Testament that his character could represent. Right, and bring it into into life right hey if you want to see that whole interview uh again it's at themorningcruise.com go check it out oh we love our georgia listening family and we are just so eagerly awaiting uh that new tower to be up it's gonna be a little bit longer hopefully first quarter of next year i know that sounds really far away but when you think about rebuilding a tower that's taller than the empire state building it's being fabricated right now I never can get it right. It's either in Illinois or Indiana. 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 Um, I was going to say Ohio. So no, you're, I knew you're it was closer than I. Am, no, 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 so. no. It's Illinois or Indiana, and we were going to go. Ed and I, and we were thinking about trying to get up there to go see. It's just you know, right. scheduling. Um, but one thing that's so cool, and I'm just saying this because they're about to be they're about to to be mailed out. But uh, earlier, I don't know, a month or so ago. We talked to you about the pieces of the tower right. for those who gave a, a 1600 special one-time gift, you know, towards operations. Right. Um, we had a leg of the tower brought back uh, after the tower fell from the tornado in January. Mm-hmm. And we sliced up the leg of the tower. Yeah. And we made these commemorative uh, pieces. Right. Yes. Limited edition. Yes. And it's not a whole leg of the tower, by the no. way, so it's not. Yeah. But we kind of had like the prototype, but they're they are they're finished. They've got this coating on them. Uh, they look so good. They look so good. Right. This, is, this was our broadcast tower, yes. and it's it, that's a heavy piece about the size of a coaster. I, I don't know if you Solid can. steel. It's engraved with the Joy FM logo and the coordinates of, the, of yeah. the tower that used to be there before the EF2 tornado took it out. That's right. And it's just a special commemorative piece. Was and that, I, thought it, I thought the tornado was bigger than that. EF2. It was? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I don't remember. So it says it right there because you get oh, a yes, you're cer- right, you're certification right. on the thing. And I yeah. love it because I oh, you you see you read. Yeah. I did proof it. Would, I did proof it a month ago. Right. But <laughs> knowing your history with certificates of authentication. <laughs> yeah, you can you see why. You would have seen that as just yeah. something in the box and tossed it. Um, <laughs> oh, that's true. However, I did proof this. But can I just tell you all on the certificate of authenticity? Yeah. It actually made me a little teary. Really? I'm just going to read. Mm-hmm. I'm going to read what's on the back. It's not long. But when I when Ed sent it to me a month or so ago, two weeks ago, whenever it was, to to proof it, I got teary reading it. And it's a picture of our tower on the front, and it, it's basically from January 12th, the day before it fell. Um, it says, and on the back it says, This certificate serves to authenticate that the accompanying commemorative tower piece is an original segment of the Joy FM WBFJ 1600-foot tower, which collapsed on January 2nd, 2023 at approximately 2.27 p.m. as a result of a direct hit from an EF2, Phil, you're right, tornado. But here's the part that made me uh, emotional, teary a little bit. The geographic coordinates have been permanently laser engraved into this piece cut from a section of the base of the tower. 
they reflect the exact location where the tower stood for nearly 25 years. Mm-hmm. I, There's it's a broadcast just, history I right know, there. And, but just you think about where the tower stood for nearly 25 years. When you think about all that's come out of these speakers. Siri, you're <laughs> messing up the moment. Siri's going to tell you with great emotion. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know my phone's going off. My watch is going off. Well, you're talking about the tower. Just, yeah, but you just think about all of the... The music and the messages and the ministry and the conversations and the prayers. The and voices just, of the people voices. that are no yeah. longer here. Yeah. 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 You think about Sheila. Mm-hmm. For sure. Yeah. I think about Sheila and just mm-hmm. the right song at the right time. That's not a cliche. It is yeah. true. It is true. Um, so just so excited. But if, you, if you've got one coming to you. And you know who you are. And you know who you are. <laughs> That's, uh, that didn't come out if right. you've got it coming. If you've got it coming to you, well, it's about to be there. But no, if you've got one coming to you, you know who you are. Um, they're they're starting to be mailed out. Literally, I think it might have even been yesterday. Um, so you're going to have it soon, and we'd love for you to take a picture and post it on socials and tag us so we can see that you have it. So, so cool. So yesterday in the uh, third hour of the show, Carmen mentioned blue jeans and style stuff on jeans and all kind of stuff that I still don't know what half well, of she was talking about. I can tell that you followed my advice today. You look so nice. Are these baby boot <laughs> uh, jeans? I, <laughs> again, they didn't have a stain on Dave, them. Dave, don't that's, worry about it. That's what made anything goes. That's the good news for fashion, for jean fashion. <laughs> well, I have good news for people as well. You know, a while back, the head of Levi, Chip Berg, made a statement that he never washes his jeans. Mm-hmm. And and people went nuts. Mm-hmm. But I mean, the guy's the head of Levi, right? But this has been a thing. It by is the way. a thing. This has been a thing. Yeah. And then when people went nuts on it, he did. He clarified his statement recently. Here's what he said: He spot cleans his jeans, ah, but he rarely puts them in the washer, opting to hand wash and hang dry if they have to be washed. Mm-hmm. And then he explained, "I never said I." I never said don't wash your jeans. If Mm -hmm. I spill some curry on my jeans, I'm going to clean it. Mm -hmm. But I spot clean it. Mm -hmm. And if they get really gross, like I've been out sweating or something, and they get really gross, I'll wash them in the shower. In the shower. And you're thinking Hmm. to yourself, how does he wash his jeans in the shower? Are you wearing them when you're washing (laughs) them? Yes, he is. Oh, Oh, Apparently this means keeping the jeans on in the shower and covering them with soap as you would your body. Oh, that's, he is, he's a a little out there. He's he's a little out there. He's the the, the CEO of Levi's. Sometimes it takes someone a little eccentric to, you know, that kind of mind or they're, they're very successful. But, you know, here's the thing. I, I wash my jeans probably mm, once every couple of weeks, you know, maybe once a month. And it's, it's, I, I do, I, I don't do them right. often. I don't, and if it's, if I'm sweaty, definitely wash them. Um, but I, I don't dry my jeans. I hang mm-hmm. them all up to dry. I do not dry my jeans. And I think now that's see, what's if made I wash them, last. them I also dry yeah. them. I do, I don't hang dry my jeans or anything mm-hmm. like no, that. But yeah. I will go a good month. Without washing mm-hmm. them, Bill. How often do you wash? Well, your remember jeans? we had this conversation I years yes. ago. I remind myself, yes. and I usually washed them after every wear, but they were Which wearing out pretty quickly, much, yeah. and I yeah. I loosened that up to about like Carmen said, about every two weeks or so. Yeah, to, you yeah. know, it just, and it depends on how how they've been worn. But I will yeah. wash them, and I'm kind of between you guys. I will put them in the dryer on a a low setting, 
uh-huh. get them damp, dry, and then just yeah. let them dry hanging over a chair. Hanged do you yeah, iron your jeans? No, I do not. Have you ever dry cleaned your jeans? No, I have not. So you're not that, that crazy. No, and I <laughs> okay. definitely don't get in the shower wearing yeah. my jeans. I'm thinking about jeans. it, actually. Woo. That's hilarious. <laughs> Bill's Big Word of the Day. Dungarees is the big word of the day today. D-U-N-G-A-R-E-E-S, plural. And this word fell out of usage, I feel like, over the last few generations. It is out of fashion, so to speak, which is ironic because it's all about fashion. It is the word for blue denim or blue jeans. But the connotation of dungarees has to do really more with work clothes as a deliberate contrast with high fashion, fancy clothes. And dungarees could originally include overalls and still does in some usage, especially outside the United States. Do you know this word originated from the Hindi word dungri, which has an I at the end instead of a double E? And it just meant coarse cloth. So here's a sentence. If you try to compliment someone's new jeans by telling them their dungarees look great, you might get some funny looks. That's the big word of the day today, dungarees. This is the morning cruise. 